0: This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans.
1: Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast with Brad, the big noise, Evans, moi, and senior fun buns, uh, Brandon Funston. And Brandon, uh, we had some devastating news in the fantasy football community uh, earlier this week as Cam Akers... Training before training camp, uh, doing some benign exercises, doing some cutting. We don't know exactly what he was doing. Probably doing some wind sprints, whatever it was. you know, I don't think he was uh, you know, picking up a couch and trying to move it. Well, regardless, he tore his Achilles. And sadly, he has done before even training camp began for the L.A. Rams. And what many believe uh, could be a storied run to the Super Bowl right there in their backyard, in their stadium. In Los Angeles this season, but Akers exit stage left. It's the next man up league. And right now, Daryl Henderson is all the talk of fantasy land. So uh, I want to get your viewpoint. All the fallout here is is Henderson. I guess my first question is this Do you believe that Daryl Henderson is going to be the workhorse running back this season? And if you don't, is there anybody else on this roster that intrigues you, or maybe somebody that could? eventually join the roster after cut downs or maybe via a trade. How are the Rams going to address this massive gap in their offense?
0: Yeah, I think he needs a partner. Uh, we saw it last year with Malcolm Brown while Cam Akers wasn't healthy uh right away and they weren't ready yet to turn him loose and we saw even though Daryl Henderson was the the one A, uh they they used Malcolm Brown a lot in tandem. And I think they viewed him that way uh, in 2019 when they drafted him as a rookie. Knows exactly the reason why they went out and got a cam acre. So I expect that they're going to bring somebody in to work with him as a partner. I don't know if it's Xavier Jones as, as my colleague at the athletic Jordan Rodrigue uh, kind of threw out there, they drafted Jake Funk. It's probably too early to think about him, you know, as a, he's a late rounder from Maryland too early to think about him. Great name oh, though. Great name. Yeah. Great. We would have a lot of fun with that. Oh, a whole uh, lot of fun.
1: Funkadelic references, uh, George Clinton oh. style.
0: Yeah, if only it could happen, it would be great. But I think there's a cut casualty, somebody out there that they might look to bring in. I, You know, I always look to Houston. They got uh, <laughs> Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead. Someone's going from there. Whoever it is, hey, maybe they end up in Southern is California. Steve Slayton still with the Texans? Ariel no, Foster? Throw out Dominic Davis and uh, – Ron or- Dane – yeah. There you go. Um what Adrian Peterson's worked with Matt Stafford before. Sure. Um Steel Rat Theo Theo Ratliff. Uh Theoretic uh is great shot blocker Raiders. is uh Theoretic yeah. as well and pick up basketball. I don't <laughs> know if you knew that he has a detroit connection to matt stafford if he got cut loose maybe they bring him as a third down back or something but there'll be a there'll be a platoon partner in some way but daryl henderson will definitely lead this team in touches by a wide margin no matter who it is yeah
1: i should get around 65 percent minimum i would think of the opportunity share this year and and again even though the rams offensive line some view as kind of a middle of the road unit this year when he got stafford when he got field stretchers and woods and cup and tyler higby I mean, this is a a brilliant setup uh, for any running back to be a plug-and-play option and yield favorable fantasy results in the end. So... Uh, let's go ahead and put it in this context. And by the way, watch out for Xavier Jones. I agree with Jordan Rodriguez. I mean, he's a great size at 5'11", 210 pounds, a guy that scored 25 total touchdowns a couple of seasons ago for the SMU Mustang. So if he has a bang of camp, that could be the guy that maybe gets 30% of the opportunity share playing second fiddle. And you never know. Uh, God forbid something happens to Daryl Anderson. Maybe Xavier Jones emerges as a James Robinson type, another guy that's a former UDFA that would make – a uh, noticeable indelible impact on fantasy football but uh, give me an answer to this over under 875.5 rush yards a real prop available at DraftKings Sportsbook on Daryl Henderson minus 115 on the over minus 115 on the under what say you
0: Yeah, I think he's over because I was kind of just running the math in my head, like what's realistic for his carry total. And I think, you know, I I don't think he's going to be a in the upper teens kind of guy. We just talked about that. I think he's a 13 to 14 carry per week. That gets him just over 200 uh, carries, like 225 in a 17 game season. Let's say he misses a couple. I think as long as he gets close to 200 carries. He's going to get, you know, over four yards per carry. I think he ends up pushing over this number, but not by a ton. I think this is a well-set mark.
1: That's an extraordinary value, though. I saw some books have it at 1,000.5 rush yards. So, yeah, uh, I'll take the over at DraftKings on 875.5. I I think you're right. He's going to be hugging that 900 rush yards line when it's all said and done. Let's do an impromptu rapid-fire edition of Head to Head, Brandon. Who would you rather have in a half-point PPR league, Daryl Henderson or your boy Josh Jacobs? Give me Josh
0: Jacobs.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm taking Daryl Henderson by a nose just Come to spite on, you. Man. Just to spite you. That's all I'm doing. Uh, Daryl Henderson or Miles Sanders,
0: who could be involved in RBBC? Uh, I got I got the Miles' sandwiched. Daryl Henderson is a Miles sandwich. I have Miles Gaskin ranked 21, Daryl Henderson 22, and Miles Sanders 23. So give me Henderson over the Miles from Philly. Give me – the miles from Miami over Henderson.
1: All right. I'm going to go with Henderson uh, over Miles Sanders and Gaskin. Last one, Chris Carson or Daryl Henderson?
0: Not even close. Not <laughs> even. No bias baked into this answer neighborhood.
1: at all. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will also go Chris Carson over him. And if anybody says I'm taking Daryl Henderson over mandatory Montgomery, throw that individual in jail for the rest of their lives. Yes. Harsh punishment? No. Deserving. Deserving. Uh, With that, let's get to it here with the Fantasy Five.
0: Number five.
1: All right, uh, Mr. Fun Buns. uh, This is a rookie running back theme today, and we're going to start number five with a guy you think should be higher on this list, but I just kind of threw this list together hastily. There's no rhyme or reason to the order, and I think you and I are going to be somewhat symbiotic here when it's all said and done on one... Michael Carter formerly of the North Carolina Tar Heels now a member of the New York Jets. Give me your thoughts on him and uh you know would you be willing to reach based on his current ADP and I already know the answer to this, this is why I'm just teeing you up and you're going to smash this right down uh the fairway. Uh, RB33 87.54. Would you reach for him maybe 20 or so picks or around ahead of where he's going presently in average fantasy drafts?
0: Well, I can tell you, I'd be willing to reach seven RBs higher because I have an mm. RB twenty-six, mm. and I've been and I've been doing it in drafts. Um, First of all, you know I think they have Tevin Coleman there, and I think he's a real his institutional knowledge of the system is is you know something that you have to factor in. But I think Michael Carter, I just went back and watched a bunch of his receiving work, and he's not just a dump off guy. You can watch him go out, hit the middle of the field, find soft spots in the coverage, and and getting targets there. And he is a great receiver. And I think that's an important on a team that's probably going to be chasing the scoreboard a lot. So I think there's out of the gate as in, as a rookie, I think he has a good chance to get over 50 catches.
1: Oh, amen on that. Uh, you know, the cream rises to the top, right? And Michael Carter is far and away the most talented guy on this Jets roster. So it may be a loose committee to begin the year, but I would say within five games, uh, you know, Robert Saleh and his coaching staff, uh, Mike LeFleur, uh, they are going to lean heavily on Michael Carter. I think he's going to get the lion's share of the of the touches for a large chunk of the season. You know, a player that was top 10 in yards after contact per attempt, a player that was top uh, 15 in total missed tackles, force you. mentioned the sticky fingers that he possesses. I-, I love his overall upside, no doubt about it. Somebody uh you should certainly, you know, get Carter on your squad this upcoming season. Uh, by the way, it's player prop: five hundred seventy-five point five rush yards. Are you going to break out, our friend?
0: Oh yes. We, we do. We have a producer that can give us a sledgehammer. No, I, to, I'm it, the I'm hand. the voice guy. You want, you need,
1: <laughs> yeah, sledgehammer. Living daylights. Have the over on that. Let's do an impromptu game of head to head with Michael Carter. Would you rather have Michael Carter or Ronald Jones?
0: I would rather have Michael Carter.
1: Uh, definitely Michael Carter for me. Michael Carter or the very buzzy, and I don't really understand why, Chase Edmonds.
0: I actually have Carter ahead of Chase Edmonds right now. I'm probably in a in a very big minority on that.
1: Uh, well, because you're a sensible human being. I have Michael Carter well ahead of Chase Edmonds. Last one, Michael Carter or Mike Davis?
0: Uh yeah, give me Mike Davis. I just there's just no question on workload there in Atlanta.
1: Amen. I'm with you. Give me Mike Davis as well. Regardless, get Carter this fantasy season again at RB 33, 87.5 overall according to average draft position. Number 4. All right, from right coast to left coast, let's talk about a product of The Ohio State, and again, I have to say this for copyright uh, issues, I don't want to get sued. I don't want to have infringement pinned upon me, Uh, but that is one Trey Sermon, also a guy that played at the University of Oklahoma, Uh, going to be a member of a run, early run, often backfield of the San Francisco 49ers, Funston, and if you know Kyle Shannon gets his way, and he's one of the brilliant offensive minds in this league, he said, hey, I'm going to run this thing 500 times this year. It doesn't matter if it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo week one, Or it could be Trey Lance. If it is Trey Lance, he could eat into maybe he's like 100 of those rush attempts. Uh, But what are your thoughts on Trey Sermon? Uh, Let's start off this way. Overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued, RB31 and average drafts, 77.38 overall. What say you?
0: I say it's proper. I think it's Mm. it's right on Mm. the mark. I think I actually have him at RB31. And he is my fifth running back. I actually like Michael Carter better, but – He's in a spot where, you know, if Raheem Mostert does his thing where he just can't stay healthy. And and Trey Sermon has an opportunity to kind of run with this and be the lead guy. It's about as good a rushing place as you can be in the NFL. Now, I don't know how much they're going to throw to the running backs with those other guys in play. That kind of brings you down. And if Trey Lance is there, does he steal goal line touchdowns like a lot of these uh, versatile quarterbacks can do? So you worry about that a little bit. But, man. Running the ball that often, as they stated they wanted to do, and if that's going to be the majority, it's going to fall into Trey Sermon. It's a great place to run the ball. It's going to add up nicely in fantasy. Oh, preach,
1: preach! Take in the sermon. Uh, I like him quite a bit, actually. I got him at rb twenty. I'm going to say he's undervalued, and and a player that I think could be sneaky good in the rookie of the year conversation. I think he's thirty-three to one right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, I got Mostert there, but can he stay upright? You know that's always a question with him. He always gets nicks and scrapes and seems to exit stage left. You also have Wayne Goldman there, who has been decent in a pinch. I got to give him credit. You know, pri- yeah. uh, prior uh, with the New York Giants, but you know this is going to be a minimum top ten offensive line, you got a supportive defense, to get Lance in there eventually, so you get an RPO-based system, and Sermon, who was a yak beast with the Buckeyes, and don't give me this nonsense, he only ran like a 4'6", 40-yard, Evans, he can't run away from the competition. These are the same morons that disparage Mandatory Montgomery because he has a slow forty-yard time and look like what he did last season and they'll say oh it's because the schedule Evans you still don't know what you're talking about Montgomery still sucks no your your <laughs> thoughts and your perspective suck I think well, Sermon's you know, a in a great the NFL, setup
0: even guys like Dalvin Cook don't get to use their second level speed that often no, so it's, it's more it, about what you can do in the first five yards
1: can you shake and bake that defender yeah you know, within that small halo toward the line of scrimmage Sermon certainly has those skills much like Cook. Much like Montgomery. And for that reason, we love the gold painter. You could maybe strike it rich at RB twenty-eight on my rankings and at RB thirty-one according to average draft position. Number three. All right, let's move on to the Denver Broncos and talk about one of my favorites on the board here in our rookie rundown, Juggernaut Javante Williams. And Funston, uh, let's throw this out there. Overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued. ADP been creeping up here over these summer months. RB twenty-three, fifty-three point two three overall. Where do you side with Juggernaut Javante?
0: Wow, that really has creeped up. Um, I haven't met RB twenty-four. I could be persuaded. I look at I'm mm-hmm. I'm ready to be upwardly mobile on Javante, and I'm ready to move him. But right now we still have the Melvin Gordon problem although melvin gordon's doing everything he can to kind of like maybe uh, he gets out to la yeah hey go back go back to socal not a bad call there uh i kind of like it but i love javante williams in fact in the uh, multiple drafts so far i've taken the unc backfield i'd be very happy with that as my rb2 rb3 combo i think one of those guys is going to certainly run away with the job and i think there's a good chance that both of them could so and and Javante Williams, just a stud, just a battering ram, and clearly Denver very much sought him, sought him out, made a trade up, traded you know high draft capital to get him upper second round. You don't mess around when you're when you're drafting a running back that high and making a move to get him that high. You clearly. Have a desire for that guy. So I think they're going to be motivated to get him going early and often. Yeah.
1: And look, there's a lot of whispers around the Mile High City that he could supplant Melvin Gordon in training camp as the RB1 on the depth chart. It could be one of those scenarios where Gordon gets a token start as the veteran, but Juggernaut Javante actually leads the team in touches on a game in, game out basis. So I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe 60% of the opportunity share if Gordon sticks around starting week one in the opener against the New York Giants. I think that's a distinct possibility. And the other thing is that you shouldn't overlook is this Denver defense is going to be damn good. You know, most are even talking about this could be as good as the 2015 unit. Remember, that was the year that they won the Super Bowl. I wouldn't go that far, but the secondary looks strong. I got Von Miller back off an injury. Bradley Chubb there as well. Made some enhancements and some investments in the linebacker core. I mean... Uh, There could be some positive game scripts here, no matter who is quarterbacking, whether it's Locke, whether it's Bridgewater, maybe a complicated fella. But juggernaut Javante is going to be the bee's knees. A guy last season at the FAS level forced a missed tackle, an obscene 48.4% of his touches. I mean, that's unheard of. uh, And I'm with you there. So over or under on this player prop available at DraftKings on Javante, 800.5 rush yards, minus 115 either way.
0: (sighs) It's a little bit strong if Melvin Gordon's around. Um, I'll take the over. I don't think you can rank a, court, a running back inside your top 24 and not think that he can get over 800 yards in a 17 game season. So give me the over, although certainly Melvin Gordon could be problematic towards that. Have some bravado, have some confidence. I said over. Come on, what do you want?
1: Uh well, Mike Clay is our Buddy. Uh he's got a projected for 204 carries and 899 rush yards. So comfortably over. I agree with Mike Clay. He's on Team Wavos. Javante's uh, G- <laughs> going to be the guy. I love him. Uh and I haven't properly valued by the way. I haven't ranked exactly at RB23. So maybe I'm the coward in this whole equation. Stick around for all our- Top RB rookie running back discussions on Travis Etienne and Najee Harris.
0: Number two.
1: All right, let's go to Jacksonville. Duval counted Duval. And let's talk about Travis Etienne reteaming with his former college lover and Trevor Lawrence. And I'm talking about that metaphorically on the field. Maybe they were an item off of it into each of the road if they were. But uh, Etienne's in a complicated situation. You got James Robinson Uh, There as a guy, you know, coming off, what, 1,400 combined yards out of nowhere. The UDFA kid out of Illinois State really captured the hearts and minds of the fantasy football community. All those who plucked him off of waivers and reap the benefits. So overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued senior fund buns on Travis Etienne, RB22, 50.38 ADP.
0: I think it's overvalued. I have him at RB27. i I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what to make of it. He's, to me, he's the biggest enigma in terms of trying to project his value because there's a James Robinson issue. James Robinson was fantastic. You know this. Yeah. Uh, how run heavy is this team going to be? And, you know, how motivated are they going to use Travis Etienne as more than a change of pace guy? Is he going to be the cream hunt? to Nick Chubb, or is it going to be the Alvin Kamara and James Robinson's Latavius Murray? There's different ways that this can go. I find it interesting, Mike Clay at ESPN has ETN for 58 catches, but he also has James Robinson for 42, so he has two wow. running backs. a lot of check combining, Yeah, <laughs> combining for 100 catches between the two of them, and he has them both at pretty even on the rushing yards at, at, in the mid 600. so it can go a bunch of different ways, and I don't, that's, in fantasy when I'm drafting, I don't like A bunch of different ways scenarios when I'm picking a guy I like to know what I'm getting and so I've moved him down he's actually my number four uh, rookie running back but we're talking about him at number two and he certainly has the upside if things align the right way to be exactly that,
1: you know, I kind of like uh, at the ice cream shop when you get a blizzard or a snowstorm or whatever the uh, local shop calls it. You can go a bunch of different ways with the candy toppings to mix in, to blend yeah. together. Yeah, that's the scenario I want a, a bunch of different ways to go for me. I'm with it, not with my <laughs> fantasy running back. Um, yeah, you know, I'm way over though on his receptions prop. I agree with Clay. I think it's going to be 50 plus catches this season. Uh, the prop right now at 44 and a half at DraftKings. I'd hammer living daylights daylight. they over on that because Jacksonville, I think, is going to be a bottom ten defensive unit. So it's going to be some negative game scripts. And ETN, I think, is going to dominate most of the receptions work in you know those situations. As you know, Urban Meyer said, "Hey, we've been it was basically a wide receiver. It's so where we've been working him out." Uh, and I would be under on his 650.5 rush yards prop, also available at DraftKings, because uh, I think James Robbins is going to take on a larger role than people think as a, a primary early-down guy, and that also caps, then, ETN's touchdown potential. You know, what is he, a 6-TD guy? Maybe? Maybe yeah, this
0: year. that's what that's what Clay's got him projected for: four rushing, to receiving, and a lot of the same. He's under on six hundred and fifty; as I'm at six hundred and thirty-six rushing yards. So, and I'm I'm in agreement. I think it's it's about right. And I, maybe James Robinson and ETN end up being very close uh, in terms of fantasy value. That's how I have him ranked. I have him ranked just outside the mid twenties, right back to back in in terms of my running back. Pecking order. I right,
1: do not disagree, and you are overpaying for ETN at RB twenty two fifty point three eight overall.
0: Number one.
1: All right, last and certainly not least, let's talk about a guy that could be the spotlight player for this Pittsburgh Steelers team, and really a lot of stars there. Big Ben looking skinny. He's been pounding the Mick Ultras, I think, in the off season <laughs> instead of the full bodied beers. uh Funston. Uh, we're of course talking about Najee Harris. Of this Steelers team, um, you know, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, said there's going to be some growing pains with the offensive line coming together, congealing, uh, as I said on the Sirius XMV, The Noise Show. But Harris uh, seems to be locked into a vigorous workload. He's at RB 12, 19.92 in terms of overall average draft position, overvalued, undervalued, or properly valued at that price point.
0: What would you say is RB 12, 19.92 overall? I think I have that exactly right. I should be a little bit more Johnny on the spot. I have him at RB 11. Actually, I have him at RB 10. So, yeah, I think he is a little bit undervalued. Huge workload. We always preach volume is job one. He's got it. I mean, Benny Snell, Anthony McFarlane. Come on. It's going to be the the Najee Harris show there in that backfield.
1: How worried are you about the offensive line that was a bottom five run blocking unicorn to pro football focus last year?
0: Yeah, it's a concern, and we'll wait for them to congeal. And Pittsburgh usually, among all teams, usually does a really good job of creating something out of even low-round picks. They end up uh, you know, doing a good job of developing their offensive line. So I think at some point that'll work together, but the big thing here is the versatility. Even if he's not getting a ton done on the ground because of those limitations, the offensive line they're going to throw the ball to him a ton as well. So I, I it all is gonna, it's all going to work out for him with that volume. Yeah,
1: either way. It doesn't matter what the yeah. offensive line does. If the offensive line does its job, he's going to have banner numbers on the ground. If it doesn't, he's going to have banner numbers through the air. I love the over on his 44-and-a-half receptions prop. I think he could have a 65-70 catch season uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, let's do a little game of head-to-head. Who would you rather have in a half-point PPR, Najee Harris or Antonio Gibson?
0: Oh, I have Antonio Gibson one spot behind. That would be a tough one for me. If I'm sitting there and those are the two best available, I'd have a hard time with that one. But give me Najee right now. Oh, God.
1: I've got Najee by, like, the slimmest of margins as well. That's a coin flip for me. Uh, What about Najee Harris or Joe Mixon?
0: Uh, Give me Najee Harris.
1: Uh, 100% Najee Harris. Uh, What about Najee Harris or Aaron Jones?
0: Oh, that's another one. I have I have a feeling that before the season starts, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson and Aaron Jones are going to be a shuffled deck for me. And it'll, it'll just keep changing spots. But right now, I'm Najee Harris.
1: Uh, I have Najee Harris as well. So, again, I, he is very undervalued at RB12. Where do you stand on this player prop available to bet MGM over or under 975.5 rush yards? Over. Hell Yes. That's exactly right. It's over And Mike Clay uh, of ESPN fame, of course. Uh, 242, 1,044, seven rushing touchdowns, 50 catches, 382, and two TDs through the air. Oh. That is his fearless forecast for Harris. And I think he could, you know, outperform all of those numbers. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track. Please follow Funston on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Follow me there at Noisy Wavos Drop us a rating and a review, which kindly if you enjoy this broadcast. And until next time,
0: adios amigo.